Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Horton with City Moms Blog Network. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Hey, friends. We are super excited you've joined us again today. And we are going to talk about prioritizing you as the mom. Yes. You, mom. You are the priority. (laughs) Yes. Well, I know for myself, uh, it has been a challenge to just make time on a daily basis and maybe more realistically, a weekly basis (laughs) to do things that add give energy to my soul and just make me feel like I'm more than just a mom. (laughs) Yes, I know. Can't we just get lost in that? Sometimes we just feel like all we are are moms and all we are are giving, giving, giving and getting nothing in return. And it can be hard sometimes if we don't make time to uh, make sure we're taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, we are super excited to talk about the conversation and or the topic in a little bit more detail uh, with our special guest, Lisa Drexman. Yes, I am so excited, you guys, for you to hear Steph's conversation with Lisa. She's the founder of a company you've probably heard of, Fit for Mom. Uh, there's probably one near you because there's more than 300 franchisees in a thousand locations across the country. Yeah, Lisa's the real deal, folks. She <laughs> knows her stuff. I really just personally admire her a lot when it comes to um, her entrepreneurship career. Uh, and then just personally, and I loved being able to talk to her. I took away so many kind of thoughts and action points, and I'm pretty sure you're going to feel the same. So here's my conversation with Lisa. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to connect with you. I am super excited to talk to you. Not only are you a fellow mom, uh, but you also are an entrepreneur yourself. And so I think um, the kind of experience and wisdom that you can share for me personally, as well as all of our listeners, is um, going to be really awesome. So uh, here's what I want to chat about um, primarily, because most of our listeners have little kids and they might be juggling a career along the same lines, but um, taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, oftentimes is at the end of their priority list. Uh, And that's something that I know you speak to specifically just in your uh, books and podcasts and all the good stuff that you do. So um, tell me, like as a mom, how have you taken some steps to making health a priority for you? Well, everything that I teach is because I figured it out for my own mistakes. So um, I just really want to put that out there. So my goal is always to lessen the learning curve for other moms. um, So you can figure it out sooner than I did. I am now a mom of an almost 18 year old and a 14 year old. So I have passed those little baby and toddler stages, but I remember them well. You've made it in my I, world. I made it. Yeah, but it's like it's it's bigger kids, bigger problems. It's, yes. new, it's new challenges. Yes. But yes. I rem- definitely remember in those early years, I, I find that, and I speak to thousands of moms across the country, that being a mom, we are almost martyrs. We are t- so busy taking care of everybody else that there's just no time to take care of ourselves. And I think 70% of moms are working uh, nowadays. So you're not only taking care of your kids, probably the house, 
you're taking care of your work, all the things. Um, it just seems like it's impossible to take care of yourself. And so I have really made this one of my number one goals because I do believe with every fiber of my being that when moms take care of themselves, they are better moms, they are better wives, they are better people in general, and it is the best gift we can give our family. But the question is how? Like, I think all of us know that. um, So how do we do it? And, you know, I get thousands of requests for how do I balance this whole work and motherhood or how do I take care of myself? And what I really realized is that the reason why you don't feel balanced is because you're doing all the things. And then at the end of the day, you realize there was no time to take care of you. Mm. So one of the things that is essential for me is to be a time blocker. So I create a template of my ideal week schedule. And on that schedule, I block in. These are the things that I have to do. Take kids to school or you know, whatever it might be for you going to work. Now, what is the space for the things that are most important to me? And what is your minimum effective dose of self-care? So maybe you don't have time to go to the gym and take an hour class, but is 20 minute walk enough for you or doing a streaming workout, you know, or can you make it three days a week and work with your spouse to do a trade in childcare so that you can get a few days in going to a body back class. Um, I mean, really, let's face it. That's why I created stroller strides so that you could work out with your babies. Um, yeah. And so with that ideal week schedule, it's almost like a budget for your time. Like you have a budget for your money and just like you have a budget for your money, it won't go exactly like that, but at least there's a plan. And so if you put in what's most important to you first, then the things that fall off, are social media, maybe Netflix. I mean, it's funny because at the time that this podcast releases, I will have just finished a digital detox um, challenge that I'm doing. And so I'm really right now very immersed in understanding our connection to digital life. Mm. Do you know the average amount of time women are spending looking at their phones? Way too much. Way too much. Yes. Throw a number at me. Uh, Two hours. Over five hours a day looking at our phones. And that's women, you said. That's women. And then not counting that most people, this many on women, are watching two to three hours of television a day, probably at the end of the day, binge watching some show. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying, you know what I'm, but like, when we say we don't have time to take care of ourselves, (laughs) I bet you could tell me what happened on your latest show. Like, yes. And so it's really about prioritizing what's most important to you. And when you schedule that in first, um, I mean, I could go on and on and about this particular topic because I'm super passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the first things. I am a big believer that as soon as you're done being sleep deprived, man, when you're sleep deprived, you just got to get the sleep. But once you are done being sleep deprived, I think one of the best gifts you can give yourself, and I know it won't sound like it when I say it, is to wake up an hour before your family wakes up. Girl, you are preaching. T- I love yes. this. This is so yes. true. I have been waking up and I, I am almost embarrassed to say it just because I know if you sleep late. Anybody who sleeps late thinks this is so crazy. I have been waking up at 4.30 in the morning for 18 years. And that means I actually get an hour and a half where now, because I get more time, 
that is my time to meditate, to journal, to have my cup of coffee in peace and to get my exercise in. And so every single day, I start my day proactively creating the energy that I want, not being reactive to that my kids are whining and they need me to make breakfast. Um, It's changed my life. It makes such a big difference. Um, And it's a practice. Um, There's a great book about morning rituals. uh, I think it's called Morning Miracle uh, Mm. that you could check out. And I did a podcast episode on uh, creating a morning ritual. doesn't mean you have to meditate. You decide what works for you. But I think all moms should have some time that they hold sacred for themselves. Yes. Well, I, I don't get up at 4.30. Um, I get up at 5.15, which feels Still early. For, Still early. for people that, are, that, that consider that early. Like That's up, early. Yes, it's very early. But I can totally attest to this because getting up before my kids, um, having the quiet home... Some people will say, like, I never can do that in the morning. Like, I get my quiet home in the evening. I'm like, no, it's not the Mm -hmm. same thing, actually. (laughs) Because you're coming to the evening hours with very little of yourself. For me, I'm coming to the morning hours with my best foot forward. Like, it's my best self. And I love the stillness of my home. Uh, I think even, you know, you'd mentioned an hour and a half before the rest of your home gets up. Even if it's only a half hour before your kids get up. I will guarantee that will totally change your life. Even if it's 20 minutes, yeah. something, yes. something. Yes. I, yeah. My wish is that all moms hold their own well-being sacred. Mm. What does that look like for you? Yeah. What does that mean for you? For some moms, like I said, it might not have anything to do with exercise. It might be that it's a time for prayer, reading the Bible or reading a book. Like you do, you do you, you do what's going to work for you so that you feel filled and fueled and positive and energized and ready for your family. Right, right. And alternative, and I think most people that are not getting up before their kids will agree with me that you, I felt like when I was waking up with my kids, I was chasing the day, Mm -hmm. the whole day. Like I just always felt behind. And that is not a way to live. (laughs) Like to literally hit the pillow and be like, Yep, didn't catch up with anybody today. <laughs> like, I just was chasing them. And uh, I, I just feel like, yes, I, I can't say more positive things about waking up early. It's a good thing. Yay. Uh, okay, so your kind of morning rituals and blocking off your time, um, mm-hmm. I want to dig into that a little bit more. Do you find that in your case, and I, I truly think that this is going to look different for everybody, uh, but do you block... Um, your time each week, like on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis? How often are you looking at your schedule and blocking your time out? So you only have, to, I, I probably once a quarter, I okay. go into Google calendar. Um, that's what I use for my digital calendar and you can create multiple calendars. And I create one calendar that's called ideal week. And I block it out to say, again, first put in the things, you know, you have to do, you have to go to work or you have to watch your kids or whatever it might be. And then I block in what's most important to me. So that's going to be, where is my self-care? Where is my date night? I block that in, you know, time with my family. I block that in that there's actually family time blocked out. And you might think that doesn't need to be blocked out, but it does because if you are not intentional for how you block your time, you are just going to fill it with something else. And so, um, Again, here, I'm 18 years into my business and 18 years into parenthood. So mine looks a little bit different than a lot of your listeners. 
but I actually shared this ideal week schedule with my assistant Mm. and she does her best to book my appointments based on that schedule. So she knows that don't book me a podcast appointment early in the morning because that's my workout time, my time for me. And um, I actually don't even take meetings for the first half hour. This is a little trick for working moms. Mm-hmm. Um, what I used to do in those early days of being a mom and, you know, when I went to work, I went meeting, 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 meeting. And what would happen was I got to meetings late because I could rarely get my kids off to school and, you know, things happened like right. went later than it was supposed to. Or I felt like I was running late to go get them because a meeting went too long. And so what I really started doing is not having a meeting the first half hour of the day and not having a meeting that last half hour of the day and actually creating margin, some space in my schedule. This made a very big difference because if you just work, 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 you will burn out. Mm -hmm. So now I do work, I break, I work, I break. I use a timer when I work so that I say I'm going to do a, I do a 52 minute um, time on, and then I go take a 17 minute break, 52 minutes on. And is it exactly like that? No. Is it like that every single day? No. But again, at least it's the guide and the intention for how I block my day. And it's what works for me. It might sound way too regimented for someone else, Mm -hmm. but I would say if you're feeling burned out, if you feel like you're being reactive to everybody else, then give it a try. Mm -hmm. Give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. I know I personally, and another kind of word for working moms, I just will not schedule back-to-back calls or back-to-back meetings. Like I, there's a guarantee that after every task, call, meeting, whatever, you have some action points that you need to do like afterwards. Um, And scheduling yourself back-to-back is only going to set yourself up for failure and feeling like you're behind all the time. Uh, And so I always leave like a 15, 30 minute buffer between my meetings and it has saved my sanity so much. Uh, and that, you know, that obviously has worked for me and you've shared some things that have worked for you, but I think like, generally speaking, I just find, you know, at the end of the day, if I get to the end of the day and I'm exhausted in a good way, then Mm -hmm. I did something well. Um, but I may, if, if I'm exhausted in a bad way, then I need to look back at what happened and what was the catalyst to not being successful. My tip for working moms is to block to batch, to break. So block what we just talked about. Batch meaning we try to do where we think we're multitaskers and what we know multitasking doesn't work. So we try to be checking emails while we're writing that blog post and that doesn't work. So batch same kinds of work together. It takes very different parts of your brain to do email than to write a blog or to record a podcast or do something creative. Mm -hmm. So batch similar kinds of work together. So if it's a creative kind of work, you can really get in that flow or meetings are batched together. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't do email all day long. God, no. Work doesn't happen during email. Like (laughs) pick two times a day to do email and it's locked out. All right. So that's the batching and then breaking making sure you take breaks throughout the day. It makes such a huge difference. I found that when I was a young mom, come 3.30, I was fried. I mean, yes, I woke up early, but I was just completely fried. 
And that's when I was starting to wrap up work and be with my kids and I didn't want to be fried with them. Mm -hmm. So when I started taking some intentional breaks throughout the day, getting up from the desk, going and taking a walk, it made a difference. And that sounded so impossible to do because I felt like I didn't have time to do that, but I was 10 times more productive. I felt better and happier when I did it. So block batch break. I love it. Uh, and I kind of do something similar, but I found this to be super helpful to me. Um, I was finding that I'd go straight from like a really intense work um, task before me to my kids walking in the door from school yes. or, or having to go get my preschooler from school. I was going from one extreme mm-hmm. to the next and my brain and body just were not doing that transition well at all because I mean it's just hard to make that Uh transition and so I set a timer on my phone for 15 minutes before they're going to get home and I either go out and go for a walk just to kind of recenter myself uh, or I sit down with a warm cup of coffee or a hot cup of coffee and read a book Anything that is going to help to detach my brain from the work Brilliant. and transition to motherhood for me has been a game changer. Like Brendan so Burchard talks about this in his book, High Performing Habits. Mm-hmm. He talks about that he focuses on every single transition. So what he does is when he's transitioning from one thing to the next, it could be a meeting to another meeting. It could be work to his wife. He does this little activity where he releases and he does some breathing exercise to release whatever he just did and then to set his intention for who he wants to be and how he wants to show up in this next activity. Hmm. Um, And he even even is as extreme as talking about that doorways are a cue for him. Hmm. So every time he walks through a doorway, he releases and sets his intention. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Transitions are so hard. (laughs) They are. I mean, there's a big difference between working mom or, you know, being a working lady and then being a mom or being a mom and then being a lover. Like, yes, that's a really hard transition. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I love that suggestion. Everything is bigger in Texas and City Moms Blog Network is no exception. Hey, guys, it's Michelle with a quick news break. We'll get back to Steph and Lisa in just a second. We are thrilled to announce our 12th local site in the Lone Star State, Lubbock Moms Blog. New owner Chelsea Anders is thrilled to bring the power of CMBN to her chosen hometown and have the flexibility of running her business from home. City Moms Blog Network was attractive for some very important reasons to my family situation. Having a child with special needs who requires extensive care has limited my career options. And this opportunity provided something special. I'm able to work as hard as I have time for on topics that I care about. The most important part of our lives are the relationships we build, and the Lubbock Moms blog is just that. I've already been so fortunate to have an outpouring of support and gratitude for the work we're doing to bring people together. City Moms Blog Network attracts millions of readers each month to our hyper-local sites. At each site, local moms like Chelsea sit at the helm and recruit more local moms to contribute content and offer expertise in all topics associated with motherhood. All City Moms Blog Network site owners are connected to a network of like-minded entrepreneurs running sites across the world. If you're interested in starting your own CMBN site, visit citymomsblog.com for more information. Now back to Steph and Lisa. So we've talked a little bit about kind of batching your schedule while blocking 
batching. What are the three? Tell me again. Batch block break. Uh, Batch Bat. block. <laughs> can go in any order. Block, batch, break. No, I, <laughs> I, love, I love that. And making um, your kind of self-care a priority, which is really awesome um, words. But what would you say are some other um, kind of priorities um, mm-hmm. that you have, may, maybe non-traditional self-care priorities um, outside of the you know, traditional exercise and like just taking a little bit of time for yourself. Is there anything else that you can think of that has helped with your health? Um, you know, I don't know if you would consider it to be something that's connected to my health or maybe just my happiness, mm-hmm. but it's been something that I have been really focused on in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And that is finding the joy in living. Mm. I found that for myself and for so many women I spoke to, that we were living for weekends or living for vacations. And I really felt like we were missing the joy in every day. Hmm. So for I'm a tracker. I mean, like it's, it's a little crazy, crazy, the stuff I track, I track my sleep, I track all kinds of things hmm. and I've tracked health things for years, but now on my little tracker, I actually track and as a thing to set an intention for, did I do something that brought me joy today? Every day. And it can be so small. I mean, it could be a bubble bath or playing a game with my kids or taking a walk. But to do life so you're not just being busy, but actually being present and being joyful, that has made a very big difference in my overall happiness. Hmm. Isn't it so fascinating to me? At least I've always found it personally fascinating that we plan, plan, plan for, to your point, the weekends or Mm -hmm. more specifically uh, vacations. I find this to be really evident. You know, we're like so longing for that vacation when we get outside of our regular routine and can throw all caution to the wind or whatever. We have our high hopes set on. Uh, But like while the vacation is lovely and wonderful and I think they're necessary, uh, I am always so surprised how much I long for my normal routine when I get back. Yes. Like I drive in our driveway and sleep in our bed and I'm like, oh, I love normal. That is a great point. I really get that. Right. And you don't, in the moment, you know, in the day in and day out, like just hustle and bustle of life, you don't recognize that the normal, there is such beauty in the normal. Um, But after kind of the breaks, it's a reminder to me of like, I really like our normal, regular routine. Yeah. Love your daily rituals. Like I have so many daily rituals and daily routines that give me comfort and safety and just to appreciate. God, we, I don't even know your listeners. And I know that we all have too many blessings to count. Mm-hmm. Like we live such blessed lives. Oh, I'm so sorry. About that. <laughs> um, we just, we do, we live such blessed lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's part of why we titled this podcast Just Add Sprinkle Celebrating Motherhood because so there good. is always something to celebrate. Um, and there is so many blessings that all of us need to just stop and have some awareness of because um, it really can pull you out of a funky day or just a bad attitude. Um, so I think that that is that's very wise um, when it comes to just embracing kind of happiness and joy in general. Uh, you know, one other thing that I've um, 
made a priority, and I would say it's for both happiness and kind of self-care, is making time for um, building friendships. I think that, like, motherhood is so isolating, Mm -hmm. which is comical because you have people all around you all the time. So why would you be lonely? Um, But it's so lonely. And if I don't block out time to intentionally pursue friendship, then it becomes a low priority for me. Um, And I'm my best self when I'm pursuing friendships um, in my life. So I don't know if that's the case for you, though. The number one, number one reason Fit for Mom has been successful across the country is because of community and connections. Mm. It doesn't matter where you are from, what type of mom you are, all moms need community and especially new moms. Um, Mm. Motherhood has changed so much. Like if you go to other cultures and other times when somebody had a baby, the entire village would take care of the mom and take care of the baby and moms would rest in and like it wasn't all on the mom. It was everyone taking care and there was time for rest and restoration. Not anymore. Nowadays here in America, maybe your spouse is with you for a week or two. Maybe a mother-in-law visits for a week or two. Almost always within two weeks, you are totally on your own, totally isolated, still needing to heal, still needing to connect, feeling a complete loss of identity. And what do you do? And so absolutely my advice to anyone who's listening is find a village, find their other women to connect with. Um, It makes a huge, huge difference. Um, Even if it's just a small peer group to know that you're not alone, to get the support, to be able to lean on each other. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. It's incredibly important. Yeah. And for me, I think as a working mom juggling a career and uh, my kids and my family, like friendships, it's always been a high priority, but oftentimes the time dedicated to building those friendships gets pushed back kind of in the priority list. Um, and then I find myself, you know, months later, I'm like, wow, I haven't mm-hmm. seen that person. Uh, and so to your point earlier, I'd say like block out time for that, like make it a part of your every kind of week rhythm that you are seeing people on a routine basis. Yes. And, you know, on the flip side of that, and you might think I'm crazy for this. The other thing that I think moms need is solitude. Yes. And you might think that, well, she's alone or, you know what I mean? Like she can have a lot, but when you are with your kids, even if you, you know, they're, even if they're playing, that is not solitude. No. And, you know, cleaning up your house by yourself is not solitude. I think Maybe it's just me. I need some time to just let my brain do what it needs to do. I need some time on my own, even if that's searching Pinterest. Like, yeah, I I don't know. I think that I think we need connection. But I also think that sometimes we need some time where we are not responsible for other human beings. Oh, totally. (laughs) A super practical way that this plays out for me. I very religiously take a bath every Sunday night. And that sounds so odd for nope. that to be, I mean, it's a traditional self-care kind of method, yeah. but uh, for me, Sundays are Sabbath. Like it is rest for me to take Sundays. But the fact that like I literally put my kids in bed at 7 8 o'clock and then I'm like, this is when I'm going to take a bath. And you know what? I can't have any digital 
during mm-hmm. the, that time. I yeah. actually read a book and I have a glass of wine and it is one of my favorite parts of every week. It's, it's so, so nice. And because you've made it a ritual, it's something to look forward to. Oh, totally. Just talking about it right now makes me want to like want it to be Sunday night so I can take Yeah, I know. That's a really, really good ritual. I yeah. love it. Well, I think solitude for sure for moms and connection. It, to your point, it is a little comical that there are two kind of opposing things. But we're, I think com- we're women. We're complicated. We, we are complicated. Let's just call it as it is. <laughs> That's so true. Well, uh, Lisa, I am already empowered by a lot of these tips and uh, so appreciate you being willing to share your wisdom with me and with our listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing and celebrating all the moms. So that was a lot of, tr- that was a lot of truth bombs. Yeah, she's great. My goodness. Yeah, she's got a lot of wisdom when it comes to prioritizing yourself and, you know, obviously our physical wellness, but also our mental wellness, which is so important. Yeah. And I love how you shared some of the ways that you do that. I'm um, just prepping for your week and um, making it a priority because you're a busy person. Yes. A lot going on. Sunday nights are like my very favorite time of every week. It's like I get my girls in bed pretty early to prep them for a full week and then I get myself a hot bath and a glass of wine and a book and I yeah it it has proven to fill up my cup every time and time again that's so wonderful I love that so what are some (laughs) oh yeah I know a good bath uh so what are some ways that you prioritize really caring for yourself you know there's as I've gotten older, there's a few things I've learned about myself, right? It's always good to have um, introspection about that. And I, one thing that's just for me is, is a schedule. Having a routine um, is just really good for me and having certain days of the week that I know are doing certain things and other days that I'm doing other things and working from home, it can kind of be a challenge. You've got to be really disciplined in that. And if I don't have that structure, I tend to just kind of not do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I need to have that routine and the structure. And that actually just knowing that I have that gives me a lot of balance. And um, learning to create white space. That's been a journey for me that did not come naturally. I had to really learn how to create margin for myself Mm -hmm. um, and then protect that, protect that space. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I like, um, I love, I love to work out. I love just taking a shower. Sometimes in the middle of the day, if I'm just having a rough day, I'll just go and have to take a shower. (laughs) That's the beauty of working from home. (laughs) It kind of just resets me, you know? And, um, and I love that. I love to cook, cook new recipes. Um, you know, just, there's lots of things And here in Arizona, we can basically hike year round. So there's lots of nature around. It's good to get outside and kind of reset, but, um, yeah, Yeah. just knowing yourself, I think, and, and knowing that everyone's different. Some, I have friends that play the piano, you know, to get a break, mental break or, go for a swim or different things like that. And I, not, neither one of those things would, would bring relief to me that would stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is funny how people are so different, but I would say a universal need is fresh air and we're not all privy to Arizona weather. Yep. Let's just be frank. We've got plenty of people, myself included, that live in winter months and I will get on my soapbox and talk about how important it is for you to get outside, even if you're in the winter. I don't care how stinking cold it is outside. Right. Bundle yourself up and go for a little walk, even if it's, a, if it's only five to ten minutes. It is. It'll do wonders for it you. Does. It certainly does. Yeah, I actually think I need to go do that right, right now. now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm with you. I think I could take a walk around the block right now too. It'll probably help me. 
Yes, no, it's it's really helpful. It's one of those things that I've prioritized, uh, as I spoke about with Lisa, is just prioritizing a little bit of time outside before my kids get home. It um, serves as a transition for yeah. me in my mind and my body. Yeah, and you know, another thing, um, I really actually enjoy listening to podcasts. Um, yes. And I've found that putting a podcast on while I'm doing the dishes or folding laundry or even you know, doing some of these mundane tasks that have to be done, it just, that really kind of refreshes and resets me too. And we know that there's a lot of you out there that are doing that right now that are listening to this podcast while you're doing some of the tasks that you have to do around your house. And we are so grateful for you guys. Um, and we're glad that you keep coming back for more. So Steph, uh, we're going to bring them some more, aren't we? Why not? <laughs> Let's bring them some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, the podcast that you're listening to right now is just at Sprinkle Celebrating Motherhood, and it comes your way every other week. But now during those in-between weeks, you are going to get a mini podcast that we're calling Just a Sprinkle with Steph. Hello. Yes, we sure are. Just a Sprinkle with Steph uh, just launched last week. And as I and I discussed the topic of self-care and self-awareness in this episode. So uh, we talk about that topic a lot because obviously as moms, we have we struggle to make that a priority, but you're going to want to check out Just a Sprinkle with Steph. They're shorter mini episodes, so 10 to 20 minutes in length on topics that are near and dear to my heart. Uh, The next Just a Sprinkle with Steph topic that will be coming your way in a week will be on raising daughters. Mm -hmm. So I've got some personal experience with that, but for those of you that think like, how dare she speak about this? Her kids aren't even remotely grown. Um, I'm bringing in some mentors to give insight and perspective on what uh, really is essential when you're looking to raise daughters. Well, yes. And you've got three gorgeous girls are so cute. Um, And then when we're back together the week after that, um, we're going to be talking about celebrating women in general. I know it's, um, International Women's Day this month, and um, we're going to continue that celebration and discussion and just talk about some awesome things about women and about some awesome women. Yay! So uh, in in the meantime, I sure hope you've been encouraged today in this episode. And as we always encourage you to do so, I sure hope that you'll take some time today to celebrate you, uh, your motherhood, as well as with your kids and your family. And always, don't forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblognetwork.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our hosts. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and Just Add Sprinkles.